something outside. What is that? trip so I was like oh, okay you know night the last night of the of the expedition 
we didn't get any activity, so now you know we're trying to get their trying to get their money's worth out of it. So I was like, okay, you know, whatever. So then, I don't know. We sat for another I don't know ten minutes or so. A rock landed about I don't know ten feet away from us, fifteen feet away from us, as we were sitting by the fire, and <laughs> it was the first time, like I said, the first time ever camping. My buddy's like, well, if you want to go sleep in the car, and then I was already in the car by the time that <laughs> he said it, it scared the crap out of me. But then he, he kind of talked me into like, you know, this is why we're out here. This is what Bigfoot's do. We're like, yeah, you know what? Let's let's stay and let's just see. And then over the course of the next hour, I think uh, three more rocks uh, got thrown at us. And then my my buddy, which was probably not the smartest thing to do, he was like, all right, well. I'm going to throw a rock back. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea. But um, he did. And, uh, you know, he threw it in the direction that they were coming from. And I know it wasn't a person because anytime, like, a person, like, if you throw a rock at somebody, they're probably going to, you know, stop if, in that situation anyway. And But, like, two minutes after he threw that rock uh, at, like, a fist-sized boulder came and landed literally like five feet away from us so and then everything was quiet after that so that got me thinking it's like okay you know maybe maybe this could have some potential behind the whole bigfoot thing uh you know like i said this is my first time i didn't really didn't really know too much about the subject but i started you know researching online about you know different things and me and that buddy went out a couple more times and had some interesting activity. And ever since, you know, the probably the, the second or third time I've been out, I'm like, wow, something actually is out here. And I want to find out what it is. Here I am. Yeah, <laughs> here you are now. But, you know, just to touch a little bit more upon your your kind of what really got you launched you into looking deeper into this subject, what time of, what time of year did this occur, you know, in 2011? I want to say it was October. Don't quote me on that. I think it was October mm-hmm. or or uh, sometime around then. And like you know, we were in North Florida right on the Panhandle. It was beautiful weather. You couldn't ask for better weather. So, and I know uh, looking in looking back after I got home from that, there is a history of reports out of that area. That's actually where um if, I believe I don't know if it was before or after that expedition. Uh, Stacy Brown Jr. got his thermal imaging was uh, property adjoining the the park that we were in. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. And and of course this was an expedition. Uh, how many uh, individuals do you, do you remember? How many individuals were on this particular expedition? Yeah, it was a lot. I think there were like thirty or forty. Um, you know, if it, it was um, an expedition that um, is they do a lot of them throughout the year and if you can't figure out which organization that is then <laughs> you know, uh, yeah i think we can we can easily guess uh for those <laughs> that are know the big but you know subject and, and the expeditions put on by various groups i think we can nail it down but having said that you know you're out there with a big group uh, and you were probably camping what uh three to four days i believe it was a four day expedition yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, important. And you didn't have anything really happen, right, up until the last night, and that you're kind of going, oh, okay, here we go. This is kind of, you know, whatever. And then, but then, of course, being the early morning hours and uh, sitting around a campfire and having rocks thrown at you, you know, it kind of uh, made you think a little bit. 
Well, it was it was funny. On the, nothing Bigfoot related happened on that expedition. Um, but I think the night before we got a thermal imaging of uh, Florida panther, which was you know great. Okay, this is my first time in the woods, and now we're camping with the panther. That's awesome. Um, but uh, no, and and that's why that's why I thought you know nothing Bigfoot related happened, and you know, uh, to we split up each night into I think it was three or four teams and. And there was nothing. And when we heard those first two tree knocks, I just, I actually chuckled. I'm like, okay, this is how they, you know, this is how they get people to return to these expeditions. <laughs> and 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 how did you? How exactly? So was it a buddy of yours? Uh, I think you were saying that that kind of got you to go on this trip. I mean, what was? Did you have any fascination with the subject beforehand, or did your buddy kind of just like drag you out? No, it's 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 funny. Um, Actually, I planned and I, I paid for the expedition um, when I was with my ex-fiance. And then when we broke up, I found out that the tickets are non-refundable. So I was like, uh, when I'm at my job, I was like, you know, a, a good one of my coworkers. I was like, hey, you know, do you want to go out? And he's like, you know, I, I've actually really wanted to go out and I've not got the opportunity before. So... I kind of dragged him out. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> well, fortunately, I guess if you look back on it, fortunately, fortunately, uh, they were not, re- you know, the money in the deposit was not refundable. Otherwise, you know, uh, you may have not be where you're at today. Yeah, I would have been sitting inside all summer. <laughs> and also, what's, what's, what's cool about that, too, is just not for me, but my buddy, it was his first, like, really – big camping trip like that and now he's super into survivalist and bush bushcraft and stuff like that so it it definitely you know got him into something too which is great oh fantastic and and was that your first time down in that part of the country down there in florida i used to live down there um with my ex-fiance i lived in uh like the tampa sarasota area and um you know when i found out where this trip was i was like holy that's a you know it's in Florida, but it's like a six and a half hour drive. Um, but that was my first time in the Panhandle region. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And and there are um, quite a few reports out of that area. Now mm-hmm. you have this. You have these. You hear these 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 knocks. Uh, you know these possible tree knocks, and you have these rocks on it, and you're kind of you know after I guess soaking it in and, and talking to everybody, and you have this larger boulder come in. Um, you know, what transpired after that? And then, you know, where was your mind? What was your mindset after that? Well, after after I got home, I was kind of thinking about it. And, you know, I ruled out it being somebody else, like like one of the people putting on the expedition or one of the other people that attended the expedition, because it's, one, it's really dangerous. I mean, you you know, unless you're Nolan Ryan, you don't have that good of aim when it comes to throwing rocks. <laughs> And then, um, actually, the next uh, the next day, we kind of got up and we were looking from where the where the rocks came from, and we were kind of up on this knoll, if you will. There's a valley down uh, down below us, and the rocks you could hear the rocks coming through the trees, and we didn't we didn't know this at the time, but you know the next morning we didn't take any exact measurements, but the next highest ground was uh, probably like 150 yards away. So that kind of got me thinking even more like, okay, well, it's probably not a person because the danger factor and the distance factor. And then I started just getting into these, reading at these reports, and this happens to a lot of people, I came to find out. 
And I was like, well, you know, it's got to be something. And then it just, like, when I get something, when I want to know something, I don't stop until I know it. I'm that kind of person. So it just, it you know, it shot off from there. We we did a couple expeditions. And then, um, you know, I moved back up, up to uh, to Jersey. I was looking at reports up here. And it's, I mean, there's a lot of reports. And, you know, I talked to some witnesses. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, found a found a group of people that were local, and and you know, we did it. Yeah. Well, I want to get into that a little bit more. I got one more question for you on uh, your your initial encounter that kind of sparked your journey uh, into you know uh, researching the subject. Now, w- when uh, you were kind of camped out on a knoll, so w- were these rocks coming from a higher vantage point? Well, the the thing that I the scenario that I had was we heard them coming through the trees. That's how we we knew that they, you know, they had a, a pathway through like coming downwards. And the I mean I guess you could have you could have heard them, you know, you could throw it up high and land it, you know, lob it over, but. Um, it it just didn't make sense to me for someone to just throw a rock up straight in the air and hopefully it doesn't hit the person that you're trying to land it next to. Yeah. It didn't make any yeah. sense. But and that's why we figure a hundred about hundred and fifty yards away, hundred and twenty five yards away, um, you know, that's that's where the next like level ground was. There was a stream that ran down uh in the valley and, you know, we figured well it had to come, you know, top to bottom, you know, upwards, downwards through the trees. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, it's just, I yeah. mean, it, it's way outside. Nobody can throw a, a rock 100 yards. It's not going to happen. Yeah, in a lot of these scenarios over the years that have played out time and time again in, in the many reports that I've looked at and in the stuff that I've experienced personally firsthand, you know, uh, it's it's when, when rocks are thrown at a camp or at a person, uh, you know, more times than not, uh, it's coming from a higher vantage point. And that's why, personally, when I'm out camping, I usually try to place myself in a lower uh, spot. I like to be surrounded by either uh, a little bit of mountains or hills or glens or something. A little bit, I, I like to play, uh, you know, the lesser role in it. I don't want to be up above an area. I'd rather be below it. Yeah. And it seems, you know, over time, it, and, and I base that mainly on my experiences and, and the, the countless reports where uh, you're in an area and you're, you're at a lower vantage point and things happen around you. It just seems to be... Uh, it sounds very similar to what you possibly experienced. And then, of course, you know, I did have an experience where I heard a rock coming through uh, trees. Um, funny, it was back in uh, August of 2011 <laughs> that I had a, a, quite, a, quite an experience. But um, So you have this happen, and you decide to, uh, you know, do something about it. You, you decide to form a group in an area. Let me, and, just, yeah. let me just say one more thing about that is, uh, well, two things. It, we camped away from everybody because, like I said, we didn't know what kind of people we were camping with. We didn't know the, what the crowd was going to be like. So we just kind of wanted to set up away from everybody. And I think that's the only reason why we had that experience. So call it luck if you will, but that's why I think, you know, that's like like I said, that's why we, we got those rocks. If we were camping with everybody else, I don't think anything would have happened. Yeah, no, so, obviously, obviously a great call on, on uh, I don't know who made the call, but obviously, uh, you know, uh, that's a whole other topic of discussion. You know, when you get to these large groups, I often say, you know, you know, peel away from the larger groups uh, and, and isolate yourself a little bit. And so, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I know Julie's going to follow up here with, with a, a question. 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah. Well, first I wanted to say this. I I have heard of a lot of encounters and actually read a lot of encounters where there is rock throwing. Um, there was a person up in Miami County, Ohio, actually, who had a an alleged creature that was on his property on and off for some time. Um, and he had a rather large stick thrown at him, and it hit him on his baseball cap, and it knocked it off his head. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I haven't really heard or read a lot of reports where whatever is being thrown actually connects with the person. And that's, I think that's, you know, it, it another reason why I think it probably was a, was a Bigfoot was because the rocks landed in maybe a three foot radius, five to 10 feet from us. That's, you know, you could be standing 10 feet away and that's hard to do. So that's mm-hmm. why, I mean, unless, unless you're really lucky, that's why I, I agree. I, I don't think they were intended to hit us at all. If they more of a they, scare, try to scare you away absolutely. or something. Absolutely, I think that's exactly what it was. And just to go back real quick too is uh, I know we talked about that organization that I was out with, and I want to say that I worked with them for a while, and they are top of the line, A class people. I don't want to come to say anything negative about them because that's that's not my opinion at all. Um. Yep, I agree. Okay, so you went uh, back home, and I know you formed. <laughs> an investigative team how many people were on your team originally and are they the same people today that when you first started um i can't i'm not sure i i when i got home i i I made a group called sussex county bigfoot nj and i kind of invited people from different facebook pages that were interested and kind of local to me um and I, I, I also I previously had this group, um, a private group, that um, is more of an expedition page, and um, the you know the ones I I connected with and I you know would take out in the woods, I would uh, add them to that page, and that's like I said we would set up all our expeditions from there. It probably started out up here with uh, I don't know maybe maybe five people or so, ten people. Um, it also helped that I I was involved with that organization, so that would gave me a way to connect with uh, uh, different people that are interested in the subject. Um, but now the group today, I think um, the um, the Sussex County group, I think has over 250. I'm not positive. Um, and the um, the private expedition group, I I try to limit the number. Um, is I think. Uh, 35 or so, um, and and that group kind of stays the same, but it does fluctuate a little bit with people that aren't really interested, or were and then aren't anymore. So I, I try to keep that group just for like active expedition research people. Okay, and do you guys um, just stay in in Jersey, or do you go to surrounding states, or? Uh, no, we've we've been all over. Um, we've been. Uh, I mean, and we this year. I'm just looking at the lineup that we have this year. It's it's incredible. It's going to be an amazing year. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been um, uh, New York, Pennsylvania, uh, West Virginia, um, Vermont, 
Uh, we we try to stay around here, but now that the show's picking up, um, the show that I have is picking up popularity. It's given us the opportunity to expand more. So that's, uh, like I said, this year we're going to, um, we already filmed one episode in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. Um, we're going to um, Florida this year. We're going to central Pennsylvania. We're going up to New York State. Uh, we got Maine, we got one in western Pennsylvania. Um, we had, we're going to Great Smoky Mountain National Park, which I'm so excited for. Um, maybe you can meet up when I'm down there if you're, if you're not, not doing anything. You're not yeah, um, we're down here in right smack in the middle of North Carolina. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then we have another expedition that I'm kind of kind of leave up to everybody in the group is kind of like a year end celebration. We can go wherever they want to go. So I'm excited. We got a good year planned. Yeah, that definitely sounds like it. Um, Pennsylvania. You mentioned Pennsylvania. That I tell you, that state has. A very long, crazy history of Sasquatch activity and other cryptids as well. Uh, Dogman is is huge up in western Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's um, what I hear. I, I have a friend that lives there who sent me a message just over the weekend and said they believe that some type of, I don't know what it would be exactly a dogman is, but um, the prints that it was left behind were a lot different than you know, like a human or, a, if you will, Sasquatch print, but very, very large, sort of like a canine print. So there is activity up there right now. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been to Pennsylvania uh, countless times. Um, there's one um, one vocalization I got from eastern Pennsylvania, which is really cool. Um, other than that, the activity is kind of, it's, it's, we didn't, we haven't gotten a lot. And I think that's just because, like, once you get into more central Pennsylvania and western Pennsylvania, it's, I mean, people don't realize how much wilderness there actually is. I mean, it's, you know, you look at places to camp and it's just like you're looking at a at a five-by-five five map and it's like, okay, pick a spot and hopefully right. a Bigfoot. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, what is your, what is your guys' favorite place to, to go and investigate? I'm torn between Whitehall, New York. Um, that's we've we've gotten the most activity there than anywhere. We've been up there five times. Um, torn between that and the Pine Barrens, in New Jersey, and and it's not because we've gotten a whole lot of activity down there. It's just it's so beautiful and relaxing down there. And I have a couple really good good uh, partners that come out with me from down there, so. That's nice to be able to all hang out there, but activity-wise, it would definitely be Whitehall, New York, hands down. Okay. Yeah, uh, Whitehall is is you know another area as the Pine Barrens are, but Whitehall is another area with, that's uh, pr- uh, produced a ton of uh, you know possible Bigfoot activity. There's some uh, a few video, videos floating out there. I know it's an area that uh, a past guest of ours just a few weeks back, uh, Steve Calls, investigates. And, and I can see the the interest in that area. And so, so what kind of uh, what kind of activity have you, you had happen uh, that you maybe recorded or have seen or and whatnot in in, in Whitehall? In Whitehall, we've gotten um, uh, the, the the craziest activity was we were hiking down this um, kind of uh, it used to be a trail, but it's not really a trail anymore. Um, 
it's in, I mean, the whole area is very rural, but it's not far away from people. But um, we went down there and, and um, split into two teams. Uh, one team went first. I was on the second team. And they, um, they had uh, rocks, tree breaks, footballs, and whistles for like 15 minutes. And um, that, that blew me away. They, they, they came running out of the woods. I wish I was there to experience it. But unfortunately, I was on the second group. Um, that was awesome. Um, we've got, um, countless footprint, well, not countless. We've gotten a few footprints from the Pulteney river, which, uh, divides, uh, New York and Vermont. Um, but what's interesting about Whitehall and why I kind of like it is you look at it on a map and it, there's not a lot of forest in Whitehall itself. If you go out into the county, and I think it's Washington County, you get some more tracts of land. But it's very—it's it's a lot of farmland. It's, it's mostly that whole area. There's not a whole lot of places you would think a Bigfoot could go. Yet, that's where I've gotten the most activity. So it makes you—it makes you think that you don't need a—you don't need a whole, you know, national forest to have some good activity, possibly in your backyard. Yeah. But why do, why do you think, uh, you know, just specifically speaking on, on Whitehall, New York, why do you think there that there is this activity happening there? I mean, obviously you said, you know, you don't need these national forests and you'd be, you know, fairly close to a population uh, of people. But why do you think that area there uh, could, you know, have Sasquatch activity? I think that would that's I'm going to broaden that out to a general question. But you need to look for what a Bigfoot needs. A Bigfoot needs food, water, and shelter. And Whitehall has a, the population of deer in Whitehall. I've never seen so many deer before. Um, so there's definitely a food source. The berries that are there that grow in the spring and summertime, just I mean, so vast. And you know the Pulteney River is not a big river, so you can't just include Whitehall when you're researching that area because they could walk across that river, go into Vermont, go up to, you know, towards Lake Champlain. It's, I mean, it's, it's just a, it's a good area, but I, I think Whitehall, you know, I know that there's been a lot of historical reports out of Whitehall, but I, I, th- I don't think people realize that they are definitely still there today. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, fantastic, fantastic points there, Mike. And I, I, I uh, utterly agree with you. You know, you look at uh, what are what are the natural resources and what would sustain something like a Sasquatch, and you can look at the known wildlife that thrives in some of these areas and, and get a broader picture. And uh, I know we uh, I know we mentioned also the Pine Barrens, and on the Pine Barrens, uh, talk about a rich history of of Bigfoot activity and also other cryptids. You know, uh, uh, it's just an area that all that attracts. Um, all sorts of individuals, whether they're into Bigfoot or not, just because of the the rich history there. And of course, it's an area that you do uh, research. Uh, and and yeah, had, I know it's uh, I think it's secondary on your list, you know, comparing it to Whitehall. But have you had much uh, luck out in in the Pine Barrens itself? And not, I mean, there. You, we may have found a couple possible tracks um, next to one of these rivers that are down there, um, but we haven't heard too much activity. When I go down there, um, my buddy Eric, he, he lives down that way in the Pine Barrens area, and he's, he's a researcher, and, and he goes out all the time. He's out there every weekend, 
Um, so he he's had a lot more activity than I have, and he the 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 you know the Pine Barrens is 1.2 million acres. So you know you go out there, and if there's only one family of Bigfoots, and they're you know doing what they normally do, scavenging and foraging and trying to find a place to sleep, then the chances are a lot less that you actually come across one. Yeah, so I no, think that's, great why point. that's why yeah, we great haven't point had again. as much Whitehall. Yeah, yeah. Well, so what do you think, in your opinion, you know, you've been at this, you know, pretty fervently since 2011. What do you think is going on on your side of the country? You know, I'm on the West Coast. Julie's on the East Coast as well. But, uh, you know, the, the areas that you investigate, that you, uh, you've had some activity what do you think is going on with the Sasquatch in these areas, if there are Sasquatch in these areas? What do you think is going on? Do you think, uh, you know, Sasquatch is migratory? Do you think they uh, they hunker down? Uh, what do you think is going on? Just, you know, hypothesizing, obviously. I've done a lot of research um, with New Jersey, with uh, up where I am, Sussex County specifically, um, but also the rest of New Jersey. And what's really interesting is I believe they are um, nomadic. I think they follow the food. And when they exhaust food in one area, they move to the next. And why I think that is because every third year in Sussex County, we have more reports than in any other year. Down in the Pine Barrens, the opposite side of the state, it's about every year and a half their, their sightings increase. So I think that's why they and, – and you can even look at it at a, at a more specific example. I can tell that they move counterclockwise around the state because of where their sightings have been, what time of year, and, and the year that it was. Yeah, it sounds like, sounds like you've really done your homework and your, your research on, on, on the sightings, and, uh, uh, and I like what you're, you're kind of putting out there. Do you, do you uh, in your opinion, do you think Sasquatch hibernates? Or is there any need for them to hibernate, or are they just purely nomadic, following the food, you know, of course, and the seasons? I I, I think they they need to. I, I don't think they're like a bear, and and bears in New Jersey, um, not so much uh, north of here, but but bears in New Jersey, the winters aren't strong enough and cold enough for bears to hibernate. They'll sleep for a couple of days, but then they wake up because they need food because mm-hmm. they didn't store enough. So unless you're up in the northern part of Canada, which I'm sure there's a ton of Bigfoot, I don't think they need to hibernate. I just think they need to eat and do what they normally do. And, you know, when it gets cold, they, they just hunger down, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell, tell us about your um, the series that you're doing. The the all red right. eye. Series. How did that all begin? And, and what exactly is, a, is the red eye? Um, it's well, the, the series is called In the Shadow of Big Red Eye. Um, Big Red Eye is actually Sussex County's, where I'm living in North Jersey, name for the Bigfoot. Um, in 1973 or two, I believe it was, um, there was a, a state park ranger in High Point State Park that went on record and say he saw um, glowing red eyes in the woods, and that's how um, it got its name up here as Big Red Eye. So um, I made the series um, a couple years ago. Um, Like I said, we're in our third season now, which is cool. Um, But I made it because, you know, I would watch the shows on TV about Bigfoot, and, you know, they they would piss me off. (laughs) I don't have to say that, but... 
but it because you know they would they would just you know they would fly over any sort of evidence like if it was a vocalization they'd put music over it like that's not you know that's cool for ratings and stuff but it's not cool for actual um you know research so and and I, when i realized you know, like i was thinking i was thinking i have a video uh, background in in videography and video editing so i was thinking about it i'm like well you know let me make a show let me let me think about making a show that's actually bigfooting so i'm thinking okay well i'm going to take a camera out in the woods sit silently for an hour and hopefully something will happen and then i realized no one's going to watch that so <laughs> So then I was, like, I was like, okay, let's, let's, you know, I do these expeditions. I've always, you know, I've done these expeditions for a while. So I started bringing a camera out and I was like, you know what, let me videotape, you know, just tape us by the fire, tape the night expeditions, tape, you know, let's just try it. See, see what happens. And then, um, and then it hit me. It's like, well, you know what, let, let me make a show. Let me try it at least. And then I'm, I'm going to put a little twist on the show because the reason why I got into Bigfooting and, and you know, it, the, the, the point of the show was like, you know, I love now being outside, which is what my first expedition showed me. I, I don't like sitting inside anymore, which mm-hmm. I used to love to do. That was my thing. Now I'm, I'm itching to get out in the woods, you know. So I, I kind of put that twist on it. It was like, well, you know, if I could get a family or a group of friends out in the woods for a day, seeing something that they wouldn't see normally sitting on the couch, then, hey, that's a win for me. And that's why I made the show. Mm. No, that, that that's phenomenal. You know, because, you know, uh, you know, some of these more popular shows that are on, you know, these networks, you know, mainstream networks and, and TV and whatnot, uh, it's it snippets, and of course they got to get ratings. So th- there's a lot of hype involved with stuff, and they 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 go over stuff really quick, and it's kind of wham bam in your face. Um, and you know this, Mike, as as, as Julie, real uh, real research, real Sasquatch research to get into it. It's actually tedious and, and at many times very boring. And uh, I couldn't imagine uh, trying to put a show together such as you have. You know, and trying to make it, you know, interesting and get. But you, you brought up a great point: getting people, you know, uh, that no, don't normally go out to the woods um, or can't uh, involved in, in see, you know, hey, this is research. This is really what it's about. It's about spending time out in nature and out in the woods. Uh, and that's, you know, you're not going to figure anything out. You're not going to find any pieces of evidence or it, sitting at home. It, you got to spend time in the woods. And I think you've done that with. with uh, I think that's the idea behind your show. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, and, and, you know, it, I, I show the, you know, the, like, I'd, I'd like to say the whole show is like a behind the scenes. Like when I, I did it for, uh, for the DVD that I put out, I did a behind the scenes thing and I sat down and I'm like, Oh, the whole show's behind the scenes. How am I, how am I going to make that? Cause I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm very honest with the show. I'm not going to, yeah, I play music and in the intros and stuff like that and the transitions. Um, I'm not going to play music over, a, you know, a piece of evidence. I'm not going to, you know, butcher a, a picture. I'm not going to, you know, and that's that's something that I, I hold near and dear to my heart. I don't like people that do that. Um, and then the other stuff, like like I show, like, um, you know, funny campfire chat and other, you know, expeditions 
and Bigfoot research is really how you take it. You can go in the woods and be very, very serious and, you know, to the T and that's fine. I don't have any problem with people that do that. But I, I know, like, whenever I go on an expedition, it's like a vacation for me. So I like to have fun, and I like to, to you know, have fun with the people that I'm with. So that's why, like, you know, I'll show that in the show. I have no problem yeah. doing that because that's, that, that in return, I hope, will be like, oh, man, going out in the woods is kind of fun. Look at what they just did. Right, right. No, uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. You know, it, it, uh, one of my, you know, doing what I do, uh, I absolutely – love being in the woods i try to get out as much as i can and i'm out there often um, but i try to encourage others to do so regardless of the bigfoot uh you know phenomenon and, and the research behind it you know if you're not enjoying if you're if you're a researcher investigator an enthusiast if you're not enjoying what you're doing you're probably in the wrong hobby uh you know first and foremost Absolutely. Uh, you know uh, you know th- th- finding any pieces of evidence, recording anything, whether it's audio or film or finding impressions or whatever have you, if you're not enjoying it um, because those things are far and few between. And they're, they're nuggets of gold, but overall being out in nature and experiencing it uh, is, is what it's really <clears throat> at this point all about. Now, how do you get, how do you get people interested in, in, in viewing your show? I mean, you're obviously you're, you know, being out in nature and stuff – Say uh, someone was to go, okay, you know what, I'm going to check into, you know, this uh, uh, the Shadow of the Big Red Eye uh, series. What, what should someone expect to uh, see um, other than some of the stuff you've already stated? Um, well, you know, uh, we got uh, – we have a drone, so we got, like, really cool aerial footage. Um, we like to go uh, – each episode, we'd like to go to um, a local attraction and try – something from there like uh we're going to be in uh, ocala national forest uh, coming up next month and w- we're going to take the one of the i think it's the oldest or one of the oldest uh ferry rides across the river a car you get on it and you they drive your car across the river and that's something really cool and that like wow. people people don't realize like that it's still around you know it's kind of cool and like in some of the other places like um when we go up to the adirondacks in new york we're, we're gonna you know uh, we'll be in the high peaks for a couple of days. We're going to go up to Lake Placid and watch the um, the fireworks on Fourth of July. We're going to be climbing Mount Marcy, the highest peak in New York. Um, that's you know th- that's cool. And then you know you're going to see hopefully some witnesses if I can get witnesses from the area. Uh, it's not easy at all. How <laughs> I thought it would be a lot easier than it is. Um, and then um, you know some campfire chat, some funny stuff, and then. Uh, You'll see a night investigation the next morning, go over any evidence we found, uh, do some scouting, and the, other, the next night investigation, it's, it's, um, it's, you know, it's, it's a very timeline show. It's, it's not like edited one day and then the night and then another night. And it's very, uh, you know, uniformly edited, which I like. Um, and the other cool part about the show is I do all the editing myself, so I can make it how I want, like exactly how I want and how I want people to see it, which is, you know, good. <laughs> I would, I, yeah. I don't want to lose that. <laughs> right. How much, Mike, how much editing do you actually do? I mean, how many uh, hours are you actually recording? Is there a ton of editing that goes into this? And, and I'd want, I want to make this clear too. You know, I think it's important is when you say editing, you know, obviously there's a lot of downtime. You want the best uh, stuff for, for, for your show, but there's no, uh, 
you're not adding anything other than exactly what happens and transpires at that time, um, and you're just taking the best nuggets and, and putting that into a show. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good uh, good point. I don't I don't put in anything. Um, so each episode, um, we usually go out for three nights, four days, and I'll come home with twenty to forty hours of twenty to thirty hours of film, plus um, however much audio that we have. So. From there, I got to go through, uh, I always go through like the trail camera, the actual research part of it first. I go through to see if we have anything that I could have missed. Um, then I just go through and, and, you know, delete the clips that didn't come out good and put the other clips into a new folder and, and put it into, uh, you know, um, this, the program, the editing program that I have. And each of, it's not, it's not an easy process. Um, from start to finish, from film date to film, from film date to the episode's completely done, usually takes about two months, mm-hmm. and that's that's working on it maybe three to four hours a day. Wow. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And and Mike, you uh, obviously you know uh, you're using equipment. You mentioned trail cameras. You got a drone. What are pieces of equipment? I mean, obviously you're probably recording audio. Uh, what other, uh, any other equipment you're using or utilizing on these trips, you know, three to four days, you know, that's actually, um, it's actually pretty nice. Uh, I, I would say the vast majority and, and I'm not speaking for everybody, but the vast majority of those that call themselves investigators or researchers spend a day or two, or sometimes not even a night, but three or four days is, <laughs> is, is significant in my opinion in one area, but what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of equipment are you utilizing? You know, obviously trail cameras, drone, what else and audio? I'd like to say three to four days. That's like I said before, it's, that's my vacation. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I have, um, we have a FLIR thermal imaging camera. Uh, we have a night vision camera, which I don't normally use too much because we, since we've gotten the FLIR, um, we have action sport cams that, um, you know, if, if we're climbing a, a, a fire tower or something, we'll, we'll film on them. They're a little bit low quality, so I don't like to use them. Uh, then we have our main filming camera. Um, I, ha- I have two audio recorders. I just bought some new mics because people were complaining that in the episodes the audio was an issue. Um, we have infrared lights, which ha- unfortunately have to be utilized um, with the night vision camera to be able to see anything, um, or with the with the filming camera, which has night vision on it. Um, and the drone, like you said. Um, other than that, there's, um, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff to keep track of. And, and I think the, the most challenging thing that I've found out about filming a, a, a show like this is that you got to keep all them charged. <laughs> so <laughs> that's an issue. Right. But, but uh, thankfully, I've been able to buy some stuff for the car that I actually have, like a mobile. I call it a mobile squatching unit. Um, has maps and extra mater- extra supplies and stuff and whatever. And then I have a compartment for all my recording equipment and cables and uh, everything to charge it with, and I can connect that to my car. So that was a good thing, something much needed to be able to film this show. Wow. That's, you're lucky to have all that. It sounds like you, you've uh, got it down to a bit of a science. Yeah, like I said, when I when – I, <laughs> When I get my mind on something, I make it the best I can, and I don't stop until I find out what I was set out to do. So, <laughs> well, that's who knows awesome. what, what more I'm going to buy? 
Well, what um, mm-hmm. what kind of feedback have you gotten on on your show so far? Um, m- mostly positive. Um, the uh, just the other day, someone messaged me on Facebook, um, who's I'm hoping to get for a witness down in Florida, and she she was very on the edge about um, you know, being on the show, and you know, she wanted to watch a few episodes or whatever. And she messaged me back yesterday, uh, I believe it was yesterday, and she said, you know, I was, I was really on the fence and I, I wasn't going to do it, but then I watched your, your shows and I just love how true it is and how, how, like, you feel like you're there. And that's another reason why I really like the, the, the concept behind my show is because we don't have a, a, a production company with us. We don't have a film crew. We don't have any, you know, really high-tech equipment like – it's it's nothing. We don't have any lighting, no makeup. Um, it's 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 actual people out investigating, and we just decided to film that. And and to my knowledge, um, besides Les Stroud, I know he he put out a few um, Bigfoot episodes, and, and they were very good. Um, but other than that, I don't believe there's anybody else that does that. Well, I was going to ask you, um, you know, that that question there. I don't really know anyone either that that does that and make spends that kind of time editing and and making that into. Now, is that on YouTube and on a on a DVD? Well, I, I'm I'm also very uh, passionate about sharing everything with with everybody, and if that means you know not making money from it, then I don't, I don't care. Um, you know, like I said, my goal is to get people outside. So that's, that's how I'm going to make it accessible to them is every episode is, um, is going to be on YouTube and will be on YouTube. Um, and then I do have DVDs out too, season one and season two DVD. Um, and the, you know, I, I don't, you know, they don't sell all that great, although we we just put in another order for 30 of them, so they, they're going pretty well. Um, but uh, people will say, like, oh, well, like, why um, why do you, you know, why do I need to buy a DVD if I could see all the shows on YouTube? And it's a very valid point. Um, there are a couple behind-the-scene things that haven't been released, Um but another thing is like um, it goes to helping me film these shows. You know, I, I everything 100% of this comes out of my money. So, uh, and as an EMT, I don't make a lot of money. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, anything helps. Like, and and also another thing, um, I have T-shirts and DVDs that I sell, and um, another portion uh, portion of the proceeds from those sales uh, go to a local animal hospital or shelter because I'm oh, passionate wow. about that. Too. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Mike, that's way cool. That's really cool. And, and you know, I'll be honest with you, Mike. I'll be upfront and honest with you. I am. Uh, I don't watch a whole lot of uh, uh, YouTube stuff. Uh, I get really turned off about uh, the amount of uh, so-called researchers and investigators out there that put stuff on YouTube, and, and, and it's a lot of showboating. But I'll tell you what, I'm really liking what I'm hearing from you personally about what you're doing. This this is refreshing. Because uh, I don't see, I don't hear an ego. I don't hear uh, any mm-hmm. falsehoods. You're very matter of fact uh, about the research and about what you're doing. 
And and I, I, that really appeals to me um, as a Bigfoot researcher, something that I, I want to watch and, and, and check into, especially on that side of the country. One of the cool things about what you're doing is it's a, it's a part of the country that I don't get to, I can't really get to. Um, you know, I'm, I'm on the West Coast. But I, trust me, I'm, I'm all about trying to, you know, hear and, and figure out what's going on on the other side of the country or around the country. And it sounds like, you know, you're a, a very adamant about sharing, you know, some of what's going on out there in, in a friendly and just manner. And that appeals to me. And, and so uh, your show, the, uh, In the Shadow, The Big Red Eyes, uh, that's it, you know it's something I'm going to be looking more into to you know pick up what's going on out there and you know what probably share a laugh and uh, you know over a campfire that I'm not there but I'll feel like I'm there and uh, check Absolutely. out what's going on in in the research in that area. I, I appreciate the kind words. They 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 mean more than you know. Um, you know I'm not I'm not in this to make a lot of money. I'm not in this to 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 do a lot of a lot of you know. Um, shows and get my name out there and have people recognize me. I, I'm not into that. If, if that, if that happens because of the show, that's fine, but I'm not getting mm-hmm. into that because of it. Um, and it's, it's just, it's, you know, like I said, my two passions are big footing and video editing. So I just combined them and, mm-hmm. and tried to make a good show that everybody could enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. And good on you because uh, there's just so much junk out there. Um, I, you know, I, I want to refer people your direction. I think you're, right. you're going about things the right way. Yeah, it's a breath I, of fresh air with all the, um, I mean, sometimes I think people are just out there walking through the woods talking because they like to hear their own voice. You know what I mean? And then they <laughs> yeah. put that stuff out there and it's like you watch maybe a minute or two of it and you're like, what is the point? Um, but it sounds like you, you know, you definitely have your your goal in mind when you're doing these things. You're just trying to, um, and a lot of people have said that they they love to see people go out and investigate and, and watching them through um, the media because some people can't get out there due to disabilities or they just live someplace where you can't get to the woods conveniently. So. You know, they, they're living through your eyes, and, and I'm sure a lot of people appreciate that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I appreciate that too. You know, any, like I said, if I, if I could, if my show could help anybody out in any way, I, that's what, that's my, what my whole career is. That's what I do for a living, is I help people. So, you know, if they, if it could help people or an animal, like I said, I donate the proceeds to the, the, the shelter. I, I'll do it. I, I'm not in it for, for for being famous. That's just not me. It's not my personality, and that's just you know. I, I just hope I can you know get someone in the woods and give them a good laugh if they you know like a corny joke I tell. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we're and so where can um, you know uh, when your next season's coming out in uh, season three? Excuse me. Season three's coming out in October. Correct. Um, yep, that's the plan. We don't have an exact date right now, um, just because it's going to have to, like I said, I edit all these shows myself and we have, um, nine episodes this season, all, uh, eight of them before the release date, um, in October. So it's going to be very, I'm going to be a very busy person, uh, with not only the expeditions, but then editing them after and hopefully getting them out um, by the release date. Um, 
the the shows, like I said, uh, season one and two are, um, excuse me, are on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is Sussex County Bigfoot, where you could just search in the shadow of Big Red Eye and they'll come up. Fantastic. And, and Mike, I got to ask you too. Uh, this is going to be a, a two-folded uh, or two-sided questions here. So, you know, I got to ask you, how do people um, take the subject of Sasquatch in, in, in your circles in, in New Jersey? How do they uh, do they accept it? Is it a big joke? Uh, and also, um, after you finish answering that question, uh, I'd like you to talk a little bit about maybe some of the more interesting reports that you've taken in in some of those areas over the years. Um, well, it, it, people in my area up in North Jersey, there's there's two two main areas of Bigfoot sightings, um, and there's a I mean they go back um, to the '60s, and there's there's a lot of a lot of sightings. Um, and when I ask people about it, I, I'm 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 very careful how I approach the subject because you have to be when you ask a question like, "Do you believe in Bigfoot?" Um, but, uh, they're very hesitant to talk about it. And, you know, if I, if I have any inclination that they might have had a sighting or know somebody that has a sighting, um, I'll give them one of my business cards and I'll say, Hey, you know, if you want to talk about it, call me, if not all good. So I did that. Um, I was out, uh, with my friends probably last year and, um, I was talking to a guy about it and, you know, he's like very kind of on the fence, iffy to say anything. I did just that, gave him a card. He called me like a week later. I, I didn't really remember him, but, you know, we started talking. He reminded me, and uh, he invited me up to see um, his grandfather's Bigfoot cast that he'd taken from High Point State Park that he has not shown anybody ever before. So that's something, you know, <laughs> that's really cool, actually. Um, and, you know... It, it's weird with the with the sightings up here and the reports up here. Um, there aren't currently a lot of them, um, and it, it's they're doing a lot of logging up here, which is uh, I'm not a fan of. Um, it's called stop the chop. If you want to look it up on Facebook, they're chopping down like half of uh, uh, the game lands next to me, which is not cool. Um, but uh, the, the sightings. Um, more road crossing sightings up here, um, not too aggressive Bigfoots, um, a lot of track finds from up this way, um, and uh, actually Finding Bigfoot filmed their North Jersey show um, right up here as well, so that was kind of neat. Yeah, you yeah, mentioned so, the I mean, um, yeah. people seeing them um, crossing the roads. I do believe that's the most reported uh, sightings are people traveling in vehicles down the road. And that's, I forgot to mention under the equipment, that's why I have a dash camera. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good news. Well, Mike, you know what? It's been fascinating talking with you. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to uh, uh, leave with our viewers uh, when it comes to um, you know, research in that part of the country and with uh, your, um, your your show In the Shadow of Big Red Eyes? Well, uh, the only thing I could say is, um, you know, uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, In the Shadow of Big Red Eye. Um, send us a message if you like this show. The more positive feedback I get, 
the it the easier it is to put all these hours and hours into the show just just so far this year i've put in 136 hours i believe into the show and that's not with any edit editing that's just with other stuff um but yeah send us a message if you don't like something about the show i would respect if you told us because you know what that that's just how we can make the show better um I will say about the show, the first season, some of the earlier episodes, I was, you know, it was brand new to me. So it wasn't, they're not the, you know, they're not high quality. Season two is all high quality HD. Um, and so is season going uh, to be in season three. Uh, we also have an Instagram page, Shadow of Red Eye. Uh, if you're on Instagram, give that a follow. We'll be posting some behind the scenes of us filming and some cool stuff that we've found. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just, um, Sussex County Bigfoot is our, um, is our YouTube channel. So, oh, and if you could, if you, if, you know, if you guys have a YouTube account, just, um, subscribe to us because I've seen that the more subscriptions that I gather throughout, you know, the, the process of the show, the more views I get. So, and the more views I get, the bit happier I am. So that's awesome. Yeah, awesome no, I stuff, appreciate Mike. you guys um, having me on here. It was a pleasure. It was fun, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, I'll be. Uh, you'll invite me back uh, yeah. some other time. Yeah, you'll definitely be back on the show, Mike. It's been a really uh, interesting talk of discussion here. You know, I've subscribed to your YouTube channel there, and once again, folks, in the shadow of Big Red Eye, check it out. Down to earth, fun, and reality, and and I appreciate that. So. Yeah. Thanks again, Mike, for joining us. We'll have you back on soon. Again, folks, check out our guest channel here, Mike Femiland, uh, and, and get you know get to see what's going on on that side of the country. Uh, it's uh, you know there is you know what there's a lot of big reports in the area, and I do believe Sasquatch does reside in some of those areas. So definitely check out his channel. For Julie Wrench and myself, Shane Corson, we we thank you for listening in on Monster X Radio here, where today's subject of myth could be your tomorrow's reality and we just thank you all for joining us have a great and squatchy week and we'll be back again for another episode of monster x radio